Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Susie Ahn, and this is Reset. From guard abuse to poor medical care, the way prisoners in Illinois flag safety issues is broken. That's according to a new investigation from WBEZ and ProPublica's local reporting network. Prisoners rely on what's called grievances to raise issues with the Department of Corrections, but some say the system leaves thousands vulnerable to harm and costs you and I millions when the state settles lawsuits. WBEZ criminal justice reporter Shannon Heffernan took a closer look at this issue. Shannon, welcome back to Reset. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Well, first start by explaining how the grievance system works. What is it? So a grievance system is a way that prisoners can raise concerns or file an official complaint. So, for example, if a a member of the staff mistreats them or they're not getting medical treatment that they need or um, the conditions of their cell are so poor that it's affecting their health, they can fill out this form called a grievance. That goes to a counselor who tries to resolve the issue. If the counselor can't resolve the issue, it goes to a grievance officer who makes a recommendation to the warden to either approve or deny the grievance. If the prisoner is unhappy with the outcome, they can appeal to a board, but that board is still under the Department of Corrections. So basically the whole grievance system is still within inside the department itself. Yeah. So what, what are some of the most common complaints um, you found were being filed? Well, some really serious issues. Medical complaints were really common. People not getting uh, treatment that sometimes was um, essential to saving their lives. Uh, We also saw complaints about staff misconduct. And that one's particularly interesting because we found out that the Department of Corrections, even though staff misconduct is a very common complaint, does not track grievances by a staff member's name. Mm -hmm. So you could have repeated misconduct from the same person, and there's not really a system in place that would show red flags around that. Yeah. And, and you found that only 5% of the grievances reviewed by prison officials were decided in part or in whole in a prisoner's favor. Why is the rate so low? That's a great question. And I think that the answer depends on who you ask, right? So you have the Department of Corrections, they did not grant us an interview for this despite mm-hmm. making a request over the course of four months. But officials did tell us that one of the reasons that rate is so low is because um, people in prison file what they call frivolous grievances, mm-hmm. or they would uh, file the same grievance again and again. They also said that they are resolving some of these grievances before they even get to the point of a decision. But There's a lot of skepticism on that from lawyers and the people who are locked inside. They say that one of the reasons they think that rate is so low is because essentially you're asking the department to police itself. Mm -hmm. The same people you're complaining about are the ones who are reviewing these grievances, or or at least their coworkers. Mm -hmm. And so that that doesn't really set up a system where there's real accountability and a real system for people to get their grievances answered. Well, the state has paid millions to settle the claims of inmates who suffered serious injuries after their complaints were ignored or denied. What can you tell us about those? So, for example, one of these cases is a man who complained that there was this um, exposed bolt near his bunk bed that was sticking out of the wall. And he said, I need this fixed. I keep scraping myself on it when I'm crawling into my bunk bed. It's a real problem. And he said it basically went ignored. And then months after he filed his original complaint, he uh fell when he was getting out of his bunk bed and punctured his eye. 
leading to um, what he said was permanent disability and disfigurement, and he filed a lawsuit over that. Another example is um, somebody filed complaints about roaches in their cell, crawling over them while they slept, and um, said they didn't get an answer to that grievance. We saw copies of the grievance. The warden denied it because it was filed as an emergency grievance, and they disagreed with that category. And then later, staff found roaches had burrowed their way into his ear, and he filed a lawsuit over hearing loss and um, pain in his ear canal. I mean, there were there were so many examples. Um, a, another one uh, you wrote about, which which just um, sounded horrible, was um, an inmate with a kidney condition. A man named Randy Liebick was having pain in his abdomen and his back, and he was filing grievances trying to get medical help for this. And eventually, the pain got so bad that he wasn't able to urinate for twenty four hours. He was curled up in a ball in his bed in a cold sweat. And for six hours, um, according to prison records, um, he waited at the prison until they finally sent him to the emergency room um, where he got surgery. Upon returning to the prison, he filed more grievances about the poor medical treatment, saying he still needed treatment. But instead of getting help, he said officials retaliated against him. And prison records do show that staff came to ask him to do a drug test. The problem is the drug test is a urine test, which at that point he was still having trouble urinating um, quickly, and they only gave him two hours to do it. So when he couldn't use the bathroom within those two hours, they sent him to segregation. And he believes that was in retaliation um, for filing grievances, that they were sick of him complaining. The state settled a lawsuit over that, although admitted no wrongdoing. But after that lawsuit settled, basically the whole thing happened over again. After the lawsuit settled, his kidney condition continued and they continued drug testing. They they drug tested him again and sent him back to SEG again. I mean, I'm sure inmates who are in this situation, they they must feel uh, hopeless when they are filing these grievances. I mean, how long does it take for prisons to address or, or resolve complaints? Yeah, that's an excellent question. The answer is we don't know how long it takes. We asked the department for data that would show the length of time between when a grievance is, if they had data from when a grievance was filed to when it was finally resolved, um, and they did not provide that data. However, we uh, do have some data that suggests that grievances are reviewed slowly. For example, over a third of grievances that were appealed were thrown out by the time they were reviewed because the prisoner had died or been released, which suggests to us that um, they're not getting reviewed quickly enough. Now, I should say that the department did say that they are looking at moving towards electronic grievances, which they think will make the process more efficient. But again, the grievances are, again, rarely decided in a prisoner's favor, as you found. And you found that for many prisoners, the system can also make it harder to file a lawsuit if if, uh, they experience harm. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, so there's this law called um, the PLRA that was passed in the 90s that basically was trying to make it so people in prison were filing less lawsuits because there was a lot of lawsuits getting filed over prison conditions. And one of the requirements of that law is that prisoners have to go through the prison grievance system before they can file a lawsuit, right? And on its face, that seems logical. You know, you use, use this lower means of resolving your complaint. The problem is, is it incentivized prisons, not just in Illinois, but across the country, to actually make their grievance process harder because then it's a barrier to a prisoner being able to file a lawsuit. If you can't navigate the grievance system under the PLRA, you can't file a lawsuit, right? So we looked at the history of grievances in Illinois and saw that over time, since this law passed, um, the barriers in the grievance system have gotten more difficult. Prisoners have less time to file their grievance, for example. So this 
process, a grievance process that's supposed to help prisoners get their complaints heard, um, there's evidence that it actually makes it harder for them to get their complaints heard because it makes it harder for them to file lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Now, we, you know, we've just talked about all these barriers. How does the state actually track grievances from prisoners? So right now, each facility tracks their own grievances when they are filed. Um, and we requested data um, for five years from the 15 largest prisons, um, asking to see you know, the number of grievances and how they were resolved. But only seven facilities were able to provide information that was complete enough to analyze. So there was some gap in that data. Um, there is data that's kept when a prisoner appeals a grievance that goes to a statewide board under the Department of Corrections. And the department does track that in a grievance system. So what are you hearing from inmates about flaws in the current system? I mean, you spoke to some who said that they were retaliated against when they filed these grievances. In general, yes. do they feel comfortable speaking out? The John Howard Association, which is a prison watchdog group, did a survey of prisoners and found that only 13 percent said they felt comfortable filing a grievance. And the executive director of that organization said she believes one of the biggest reasons is they, they're afraid staff will retaliate that they don't like seeing them file complaints. Yeah. Do we know how Illinois' grievance system compares to other states? Right. So because the data is kept very differently state to state, it's hard to do direct comparisons. What we do know is that other states have ombudsmen, people who oversee their prison system. And so there's this other layer of oversight that's looking at the grievance system, that's making sure it works, that in some cases a prisoner can go to instead of going through their grievance system if they feel like they have to go outside the department. Um, we also know that other states are often more transparent. Some other states, at least, are more transparent with their grievance data. For example, New York publishes their statistics of what kinds of issues people in prison are grieving and how those grievances are resolved. New York also tracks their grievances by guard's name. So there's a uh, way to see if there's a pattern to how things are happening. And Illinois does neither of those. I mean, you mentioned uh, tracking the patterns. Uh, talk about the importance of having a well-managed grievance system in place. So I think a lot of folks, one way to think about this is we've been talking a lot in Chicago, as you know, Susie, about oversight of police, right? That there needs to be a way for us to know how the police are acting on our behalf. And prisons are even more hidden than policing. And in some ways, people are even more under the state's control when they're in prison. So it becomes that much more because it's hidden and the control is so great, to have some way for um, lawmakers and the public and family members to know what's happening inside. And there's a lot of different ways that can happen, but because grievances are um, one of the very few way prisoners can file official complaints, having transparency around that system um, is essential to understanding what's happening inside. Now, you've mentioned that the Corrections Department declined to be interviewed for your story. Did they respond to any of the concerns you raised by your reporting? So they did write us a written response. They said that they thought grievances were a really important issue. They said it's something that they're working to improve. As I mentioned, they said they're looking at moving towards an electronic grievance system. Mm -hmm. That would make the data easier to track. The hope is that would also help with lost grievances and accountability. Um, they also said they're hiring a new position. They're going to be hiring a new position to oversee grievances. We don't have a timeline for those changes. And advocates did say they don't think that's enough because that's still going to be happening inside the Department of Corrections. It's not independent oversight or independent accountability. Well, lawmakers are pushing for more oversight, uh, but legislation has stalled. Um, what can you tell us about that? 
That's right. So lawmakers last year filed a bill to create a corrections ombudsman. This would be like what I mentioned in other states, a position that would be able to provide some oversight that could look into complaints, could look into issues, could look for patterns that come up in the department. But that bill has stalled. Uh, Rita Mayfield, who's one of the co-sponsors of that bill, said that she'll be pushing again for it next session. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, see how the Department of Corrections responds and see if it goes anywhere. And, you know, lastly, for some of the inmates that you spoke with um, and former inmates like Randy, uh, you know, what what has been their response to what they've heard from the Department of Corrections saying that they are making, you know, these quote unquote improvements? Well, what I've heard from people is there's a real lack of trust there, because if the changes are happening within the department, there's a lack of trust that it's actually going to be executed in a way that's transparent and fair. As one uh person put it, it's like having the fox watch the hen house. Well, you can find Shannon's reporting and this investigation at WBEZ.org. Shannon is WBEZ criminal justice reporter. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And that's today's Reset. If you love conversations like the one you just heard, take a minute or less and give us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find us. We're less than two weeks away from Sasha Ann Simons taking over the host chair at Reset. For now, I'm Susie Ann. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another Reset from WBEZ Chicago. If you need a break from the news, WBEZ's Nerd App podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club. Listen to Nerd App wherever you get your podcasts.